Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany and Melissa will be discussing Marrying Mr. Wrong by Melissa Jaggers, the fourth book in her Frontier Vows series. Gwendolyn McGill wants to be loved and accepted for who she is, but that's hard to do in a small town where everyone judges her by the scandal her father caused. Unfortunately, the man she hoped would sweep her away from all the wagging tongues is no longer interested in marrying her. Unable to leave town, she's determined to prove she's more than just a pretty face who knows how to bat her eyelashes. For years, Timothy O'Connor has loved Gwen from a distance. Knowing someone like her would never be attracted to a lowly ranch hand with a blemished face like him. When Gwen unexpectedly shows up at the ranch, asking him to help her learn how to attract a man of quality, Tim's feelings become even harder to suppress. When danger pushes them together, they discover there's more to each other than either of them imagined. Though God is no respecter of persons, is the desire of their heart strong enough to defy society's expectations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with our heroine, Gwendolyn McGill. She is far more complicated character than she had appeared to be so far in this series. What are your thoughts on her? I like discovering how smart she really is. And that she's strong and courageous. So Gwen faces a lot of challenges and has battled with some deep insecurities, I think, since the death of her mother. So she's a character that really unfolds and becomes more relatable throughout the story. I agree. I think it really showed us why she is the way she is Mm -hmm. and how she wants to be a different way than what she is, but doesn't really know how, Mm -hmm. I think. So, and then there's Timothy O'Connor. He is an unlikely hero. What are your thoughts on him? Okay, so I said this before in some of our previous episodes, I think maybe the last one. I have to admit, when we first met Timothy in Romancing the Bride, I didn't care for him at all. He didn't come across as someone who could be honorable, in my opinion. However, he started to grow on me during Pretending to Wed, And now after reading his story, I think he's my favorite hero so far in this series. (laughs) I really do, which is so crazy. But he's uh, I you find out he's an honorable man to rise out of the dysfunction that he was raised in and to really break that cycle, not only uh, to have a better life for himself, but for his younger siblings and his mother as well. So you can't help but fall in love with him. Yeah, I think all the things you said and then. I still thought of him as like a kid on the ranch. I think from the other series at the beginning, I was like, oh, they're really going to pair them together. Like this is his dream girl, this Mm -hmm. Gwen and how he's talked about kind of like his childhood crush on her the Mm -hmm. whole time. And I mean, I loved how and everything you said, he's turns out to be there's way more to this guy than I thought mm-hmm. um, but because at first I kept thinking he's just this kid on the rant you know helping out and he's just got the googly eyes for Gwen this is yeah. not gonna happen um, but I, I loved how you know how it came together mm-hmm. I really did so. the 
I felt like this is the one where he like he is the switch was the switch for me. This is where you see him become a man. Uh, yeah, I would I would say that. But I think it's also like I'm not believing that this has happened, but he he wasn't believing it either. Like mm-hmm. throughout the story, he's like, "Is this really happening? Is this real for me? Mm-hmm. You know, is she really making eyes at me, or is this one of her? Yeah, there's something more going on. You know, I know. Yeah, because it's almost like a Cinderella story in yeah, reverse. Opposite. Yeah. Yes. And I, if you've ever read any, I've only read one other series by uh, Melissa Jaggers. It was the Her Teville Moral Society, and you see this in. Um, those books as well Mm -hmm. this like impossible you come from two different uh levels in society or however you want to put it in that you would ever connect and fall in love type thing and for this one it seems even more impossible because back then you depend on the man right to provide for the family and Timothy really is not in any position to do that that. and especially to provide at the level that Gwen is used to yeah so um, Gwen's brother Bo plays more of a role in this story how do you feel about him now that you know a little bit more about him I like him he seems wise actually like beyond his years given his dad how his dad is um, it and he does truly care for the happiness of his sister. And he caught on right away that Timothy was an honorable man who loved his sister unconditionally. So Bo looked past Timothy's financial state and family drama to see the real man behind the rags. And I really liked him. And I hope he gets a love story of his own. <laughs> and so here's what I'm going to share. So honestly, I'd love to see a story about him and Jenny, Brian and Leah's youngest daughter. Yeah. I think he's perfect for her. <laughs> I think I I don't remember him in the other books at all. I, don't I mean, know. It, the, he was just like briefly mentioned, like, oh, Gwen's brothers come in now that their dad's in jail, and okay. he's I was like, I he's just, taking care of righting all the wrongs. Yeah, and I at the beginning of the story, I got that he was like fixing everything, um, and I like that he's a constant for Gwen. You yeah, know, somebody that she can lean on and talk to. It feels like that he is a righteous man. I like mm-hmm. that about him. And he has to be strong to be able to do all that and deal with all those people that his father wronged. And I know how much hatred he must get from them. But Mm -hmm. he's doing it with grace. And um, yeah. So in this story, we also get to see and learn more about Timothy's family. What are your thoughts on his family and the trials they face? Okay, so I felt really sorry for his mother. Yeah, um, she's trapped in a relationship that went sour after she married Timothy's father. Because it sounded like they were really, in, she felt like they were really in love, and they were, go, they had a good foundation. They were going places, and then it was almost like they said "I do," and he turned on her. Yeah. Um. So it is unfortunate to me that so many women end up in relationships like that even today like the men come across as wonderful during the courting and all the dating but once the i do's are said Mm -hmm. they change yeah so i I really felt sorry for her yeah i wrote down it was very depressing yeah (laughs) it is it's very very sad um and i think part of the story is said and how timothy was so hesitant with gwen was his mother had just jumped in the first relationship where they gave any attention and Timothy's mm-hmm. not really had a lot of attention from the ladies he just 
I guess he's working all the time to support his family, and there's right. not really much around that area, it sounds like. Right, right. <laughs> like when he talks about a couple, like Celia and then another girl mm-hmm. in the books, and how he didn't want the girls to end up like his mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think Gwen is doing what his mom kind of did and is kind of changing herself for each guy. Right. He sees that and it makes him, you know, hurt for Gwen. And it made but, him like speak the truth to her too. Yeah, like, and stop. I think that she needed somebody yeah. to do that. And, I and think, then he went after her brother a little bit, kind of got on his brother a little, her brother a little bit about why do you let Gwen go around flirting like this? Yeah. Because those men are not good for her. Right. He really shows like he's a protector, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I was proud of him for standing yeah. up to, you know, different classes in mm-hmm. society. So Eric Wright was Gwen's love interest at the beginning of the story. What did you think of him? Okay, my first thought was, what a self-absorbed rich man. <laughs> like, seriously. Here he had this wonderful woman willing to be his wife, and he could care less. Yeah. And I, I just don't see Eric Wright as husband material for anyone, to be honest. Not the way it was. he's talked about. Like, he came back wanting to know how much was her inheritance mm-hmm. and this and stuff. And after the, all the time and they'd spent already, like... Yeah, and I think that's where Bo was like, yeah, yeah, you're not right for my sister. Yeah. I wasn't fond of him either. That's <laughs> what I wrote. I'm not fond of him. <laughs> so, um, Daniel is a character we have not heard of since the first book, Romancing the Bride. He does make a short but mysterious appearance in this story. We'll give out details soon, but what are you thinking or wondering about him? Okay, so at first my thoughts were, seriously, Daniel, how could you continue down that road of destruction after what happened in Romancing the Bride? Mm-hmm. Okay. But then, like, more things start to come to light, and I started to have hope that just maybe he was a good guy still deep down. So again, here's another character that I would love to see have his own story with Celia, Annie's daughter. But I don't want to say more than that because I don't want to give away the mystery that is there around this character. I'm going to just stick with your answer too, then, so I don't give away more (laughs) than you don't give any more away. (laughs) We are going to take a brief break to hear a word from our sponsor. If you would like to sponsor the show, email us at literaryscape at literaryscape.com. When we come back, we will dig into the adventures and trials that Gwen and Timothy faced on their journey to find love in each other's arms. Literary Scape is excited to offer a variety of services to authors to help boost sales and increase productivity. While our primary interest has been in the historical Christian romance genre, we're excited about dialoguing with authors of other genres as well, about how we might come alongside you to support your goals as an author. Here are some services we are providing. Sell more books in your sleep. Every author wants to sell more books, but few want to expend the time and energy away from their writing to do the ad work necessary to get their book out there. That's where we come in. LiteraryScape is ready to partner with you to achieve your writing and sales goals by generating for you catchy ads designed to sell your book. Seriously, we love writing ads. Get audio today. Did you know that the sale of audiobooks is now more than a billion dollar industry? Are you thinking you'd like to have a piece of that pie? Well, you can. 
Literary Escape can provide you with a quality audiobook at an affordable price. Thanks to Spotify, the world's most popular audio platform, U.S. users now have 300,000 audiobook titles to choose from. Talk about a wide open market. Launch with success. A book launch has lots of moving pieces that can be difficult to navigate, especially when you're dealing with all the last minute touches to your manuscript. Whether you're about to release your very first book or your 100th, Literary Escape is here to help you have a successful and fun book launch. Let's get social. Do you look at the amazing graphics on social media and wish you had the know-how and the time to create them? Well, that's where Literary Escape comes in. We'll create them for you at an affordable price. We're crazy about books and enjoy creating eye-catching graphics to promote them. Seeing is believing. Why not give us a try? To learn more about Literary Escape's author services, visit literaryscape.com forward slash author services. Both Gwen and Timothy faced prejudices from the townspeople because of their fathers. Gwen's father had been a mayor and swindled people out of their homes and land. Timothy's father was a drunk, gambler, lazy, and not good on his word. How do you think these similarities played into their relationship? Okay, this is what I put, and you'll probably laugh. I put, they both had some deep daddy issues. (laughs) (laughs) I I put they understood each other. Those issues held them back for a while. They really got in the way. And they had to prove not only to themselves, but to others that they were nothing like their fathers. And it was neat to see the townspeople change their opinion of them in the end. And I also enjoyed the characters who saw past their father's mistakes and encouraged them throughout the story. I agree. You know, both both um, Timothy and Gwen had like champions mm-hmm. that were like, you, you know, it, forget what your fathers have done. That's not you and really helped them. So. So what did you think about Gwen trying to spend more time with Timothy by always being at the Keys' ranch? The one thing that stood out to me about that was Gwen trying to take care of chickens. <laughs> yes. It reminded me of our of my mom because she has this fear of birds. And she absolutely fears them because she was flogged by a rooster when she was young. So the way Gwen is in there like, oh, this rooster, you know, like, it totally reminded her. That description of her running scared from the rooster immediately reminded me of mom. She understood she didn't have the skills to be very useful to Corin, but she was determined to learn with or without Timothy's help. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he was just kept putting her off like, I, I'm not going to help you try to be someone else to attract a man. Like, right. Because he was she was going to be a rancher. Spy. Yeah. He's like, I'm not a rancher. Why would I help? Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah. I thought it was funny. I liked all the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the shooting and the... Yeah. Um, lasso. The, the lasso and all the things that she kept trying to do. And Timothy's like, oh, my gosh, I just got to get away from her. It's torture. I, know, I can't torture because <laughs> I'm just. Yeah. But taking on the mission of rescuing feral kittens from certain death led Gwen and Timothy to an, the event that brought them together. Without giving too much away for anyone who hasn't read the book. What do you think about this event? And did it go the way you thought it would? Okay, absolutely love the way things unfolded between them. 
and how much she came not only to realize she was in love with Timothy, mm-hmm. but that she missed him when he wasn't near. Yeah. With him, she felt safe enough even though he was blindfolded and bound and struggling with the fact that he had no way of protecting her beyond offering her comfort until they could find a way out of the mess they were in. Maybe maybe that's just what I want to say. I just like how she felt safe with him, even though he had no way of truly protecting it, which drove him nuts mm-hmm. that he I mean, my word, when they took her away from him when they were both when he was still bound and he literally like scratched the side of his face to get the blindfold down and Mm -hmm. was like yelling for her the whole time like just trying to see what was happening and what could he possibly do to help like as a man I'm sure he felt I'm sure that really hurt his pride that he couldn't protect the one woman that he loves because Mm -hmm. he was bound yeah, that whole scene was just like a shocker to me. And I'm like, yeah, whoa. But it also yeah. is like what made Gwen realize. And I think Timothy realized that, wow, we really. It took him a little longer to figure out. Yeah. I think because he wouldn't allow himself to because he, in his mind, this is impossible. She'll never. She's too high above me. Mm-hmm. And that goes into Timothy's struggles with his looks and financial position. Both keep him from pursuing Gwen, who is the prettiest and richest girl in town, and from accepting her affections as truth. What are your feelings towards him as he struggled with this? Could you relate to him? Okay, my heart broke for him because um, of his struggle with acne and being a string bean. Mm-hmm. No matter how much he ate, uh, I, I felt like that was relatable until I got into my mid twenties, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, agree. not so relatable anymore, right? <laughs> now I gotta watch what I eat. But um, most people, I think, have dealt with the embarrassment of acne. Although I know some people uh, suffer with far more. Um, And it is difficult to be comfortable in your own skin at times, but you have to keep reminding yourself that your identity is in Christ and not in what men and women think of you. So I could relate to his acne issues because I dealt with that through, I mean, like through my 20s, um, I struggled with it and it drove me nuts. So thankfully, um, Derek fell in love with me when I was like 14. So it was okay. um, He knew before. And then I can remember when I was younger, I hated my skinny chicken legs. We both got called chicken legs. I know. I I know. They're They're not chicken legs. And I'm like, I hate my skinny legs. And now that I'm older, I'm like, can I have the back, please? (laughs) Me way. So like, I felt oh, to have like the chicken legs again. <laughs> I felt like those struggles that he had made him so relatable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sometimes I, I agree with all of it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, maybe not clear back to chicken. Like maybe like have a little bit of meat on them. But yeah, I'm like, man. <laughs> you get older, you're like, yeah, I miss them chicken legs. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you can. Yeah, we grew out instead of up. Okay, right? <laughs> not you. You still look like high school. Oh, not quite. Oh. Not quite. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I guess that goes in the next one. Gwen struggles with just being herself. She's always changing to attract the next man as she targets because she so desperately wants to be married. What were your feelings towards her as she struggled with this? Could you relate to her? Again, it's like I felt sorry for her always trying to be someone she wasn't just to please the man that 
that she happened to be dating at the time. I mean, he lists like four or five men and he's uh-huh. like, you did this for this man, this for this man. You need to stop, you know? Yeah. So our pastor says all the time, be the kind of person you want your future spouse to be and you will soon attract that person. And he also reminds us to run our race for God and soon a man or woman of God will be running right beside you. And then he, he always laughs. He goes, at that point, turn and say hello. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I just felt bad for her, too. Like, yeah. Why do you keep changing yourself? Not and to I, mention, like, okay, so you change yourself for this person. Do you really think your lifetime with them that you're going to be happy? Because you're not really right. yourself. Not being yourself. I agree. And I think that teenage relationships, I feel like, and I feel like both of them were fairly young mm-hmm. in this. I feel like that happens more, but I also see it in older, you know, other relationships. Yeah. Like, I feel like you have to keep up with that, whatever the other spouse mm-hmm. like. I don't know. It's weird. You have yeah. to ha- you have to be There's your own balance. person. Yeah, yeah, you need to have your own things, your own balance. Mm-hmm. Do the things you enjoy. And so Yeah. So Nolan, Jacob and Bo really helped push Timothy towards pursuing Gwen. Did you enjoy their fun loving quips as they pointed out the obvious to Timothy that Gwen liked him? Okay, I did really like this. They're like three older men that come alongside Timothy and are like, come on, man, like she really is into you. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I just the all those different scenes, even um even Sal on the ranch, mm-hmm. he's like, Son, are you out here avoiding that woman? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he knew no, then. no. But I, I liked how those three uh, played matchmakers. So Timothy needed that encouragement and they gave it with some humor. So I like the scene. <laughs> it's like towards the end where Jacob leaves Timothy and Gwen alone at the jail. Yes, yes. That and then what I after down. a bit, he walks in on them kissing and he's like, oh, did I come back too soon? And he's like smiling. <laughs> but and I think Jacob was just like, he could relate to Timothy because he's like, yeah, that that woman used to pursue me mm-hmm. and I truly did not have interest. But uh, you do, man. So yeah. like, this is <laughs> go who for you've it. been pining for. Remember, <laughs> why aren't you like, yeah, I think they were kind of like that. Like, you've been wanting this. Mm-hmm. Come on. Now. Yeah. Go it's, ahead. I mean, like God is handing you what you've been wanting. Right? Take it. So how would you rate marrying Mr. Wrong by Melissa Jaggers? At uh, three lassos. I'm saying three, two. <laughs> We're like yep. solid three through this yep. series, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was just so well written. And this one had a little more of the damsel in distress piece that I so enjoy. Yes. And I think Timothy needed that. To mm-hmm. I love having our um, damsel being rescued by our hero. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our discussion of Marrying Mr. Wrong by Melissa Jaggers. Don't forget to tune in next week as we discuss the Frontier Vow series with author Melissa Jaggers. A huge thank you to our listeners who signed up for our giveaway of the Frontier Vow series autographed by Melissa Jaggers. You won't want to miss the exciting video where we determine our winner along with our podcast interview with Melissa Jaggers coming on November 4th. Consider becoming a member today and receive three entries for all our giveaways. Thank you for your support and until next time, happy and blessed reading.